the Strategic Hot Box with Dr. Brandy Love Stankovic. Discussing leadership, business, and how to take control of your life and achieve greatness. From the streets of Las Vegas, energized, informed, and never diluted. It's time to kick some ass. Did you hear that really cool voice that just happened at the beginning of the podcast? It's time to kick some ass. It's your girl, Dr. Brandy Stankovic. Welcome back to the Strategic Hot Box. Today, we're going to talk about sales. We're going to talk about sales and all different types of sales and all different types of selling yourself and selling business and selling the world and how to put things on a platter so people want to buy it. And I have the ultimate guru here with me, my cohort, my partner in crime, my colleague, Miss Lisa Rizik from CU Solutions Group. Welcome. Thank you, Brandy. Happy to be here. I'm so excited that you're here. So we're going to dive right into the tie that we're going to dive right into this topic and let's get started. Let's learn to love and kick some butt. At the Strategic Hot Box, as you know, we do those three things. We learn love and kick ass. And in the learn section, we always talk a little bit about a topic. And then love, we're going to get to know a subject matter expert. And in today's opportunity, we have somebody here with us. And then I think that maybe we should call a few friends. I don't know. I got a couple of things up my sleeve. And then, of course, we'll leave you with some bold action or takeaway ways that you can kick ass and start implementing this starting today. Day. So when it comes to sales, I was thinking about this. Why have a topic around selling? Why talk about being a person that sells? And really, I think, is it all comes down to this is a the most fundamental um, aspect or business acumen that an executive can have. It doesn't matter if the person is a CFO. It doesn't matter if the person is a COO. It doesn't matter where you fall in the hierarchy of business, CEO, board of directors. It doesn't matter if you have to have some sort of baseline understanding of sales because that is what drives revenue. That is what drives growth. That is what drives the future of the institution and an ability to sell, whether it's product or sell our own brand and sell ourselves is is really the the nature of business and the nature of growth and innovation. And so there's no one better to have with me than my colleague, Lisa Rizik. So I'd like to just launch right in and bring you here with me and have this conversation. Is that cool with you? It's really cool. I'm really excited about this. And so we've been able to work together now, so nearly 18 months right. or something, which is cool. And But we've been in the industry together for a number of years. And uh, we're at CU Solutions Group. Yep. But you have a long history of sales. Tell us a little bit about that. I do. Thanks. So I've been in sales for about 28 years, so I'm really aging myself right now. So maybe I shouldn't have said that. Um, I started actually at my organization as the sole and only uh, salesperson. And we evolved that into um, a group of sales team that probably ranges up up to 30. Mm. And that includes both inside and outside sales. Mm -hmm. So real excited. We've had some great success with it. Uh, learned a lot of things along the way, mm-hmm. made some mistakes along the way. Sure. Um, but I think we've got a really well-oiled machine going right now. And yeah, and I think that from a sales perspective, we, we definitely have relationships with organizations that have sales teams, as well as teams internally. Mm-hmm. And then we have people with their sole job as sales. Yes. And then we also have people that sell a particular product. So there is, I mean, any way that you could define sales, it's happening in the organization right now. Yes. And throughout the years, you've been a part of different components of that. Absolutely. I was a salesperson. I was a director of sales, VP of sales, SVP of sales. I've worked to create both our internal and external sales teams. I work with our different 
divisions and our QSOs to help their sales teams become stronger, mm-hmm. help them strategize sales plans, um, just a variety of things, just about anything you would need to do in an organization to get salespeople ready. Um, but personally, I agree with you. I believe that every person in an organization is a salesperson. Mm-hmm. Whether you personally ever touch a customer in any way, shape, or form, right. or you are in the background assisting those that touch customers, every person in an organization is in sales. And so it's important for people to understand the fundamentals and the product and the organization culture and what the organization stands for. And not be afraid of it. I feel like so many people are afraid of selling, right? And now I've never necessarily had one of those quota-driven jobs where I have to drive around a region and push product or be, you know, in medical sales or something like that. I've never had that position. So I can't necessarily say from that aspect Mm -hmm. or been the, 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 the generalization of the dirty old man on the car lot. I, I mean, we've had a podcast right, about that, but right. nonetheless, it's it it I I haven't been in that piece, but I've all every position I've ever had involves sales of some sort. Because how else am I going to deliver my art, my service, my consulting right. if I don't sell it? Right, right, Absolutely. and it's built into the message that we have every single day and what we deliver. Absolutely. And it should be. And every single day, every single person should take that responsibility on, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever their position is in an organization, they should take on the responsibility that I am a representative of my organization. And whenever I am touching a customer in any way, shape or form, I have to act as an advocate of my organization and represent my organization in the best light possible. Mm -hmm. And in many cases, that's just simply being yourself. And if you believe in your organization and you believe in what you're doing, that is very easy to do. Have you ever had to sell something you didn't believe in? That's a really good question. Um, I don't think I have. I think we have had products that we needed to revamp before we took to market. Um, but in, in our organization and the products that I've sold, we've had a lot of input in that. Mm-hmm. And it's all about the way you approach products and services. And in some cases... It's about finding the right um, audience for that product or service where a product won't be relevant for everyone. Mm -hmm. So you just need to look at the product and say, okay, well, what are the great things about this? What problems do they solve? And then who do they solve those problems for? Absolutely. The Mm -hmm. solutions. And I think that I've never had to sell something that I didn't believe in, but I've had to sell something I don't like doing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I've had to sell like and not really wanted them to buy it. It's like it's okay if you don't cuz I don't really want to do that work, but um I've also worked with other salespeople that use kind of dirty methodology mm. and then you're like that product doesn't do that. Right. You know what I mean? And like how are we going to do the cleanup of that after mm-hmm. the fact? Cuz in and some of the sales environments that I've been, the service teams were very different than the sales teams, and one of the the best things that ever happened in my sales career is that I was both in my first job. Nice. So not only were I was I selling, but then I also had to do the service support and implementation. And so I, whatever you sell, you then have to deliver. And, and that was because in further jobs, that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. And that's a really powerful thing to have to do because then you're not selling and then not worried about it. Right. Because in that second job, when people were like selling, oh yeah, it's got all these bells, all these whistles. And then the service team is like, no, not so much. It, it actually right. doesn't. And then that ruins the relationship with that client. It absolutely does. Because here's the thing, with every single client you have, building that trust and that relationship is the fundamental part of sales that nobody can escape. If you want a long-term customer, you need to put the time in up front. And that means being truthful, building that trust with that person, and and sincerity. And Mm -hmm. if you can't sincerely sell a, a product that you believe in, or if you 
are afraid, hey, I'm not going to get this sale if I don't say it does things it doesn't do, then walk away Mm -hmm. because you will have ruined your reputation and no sale is ever worth that. It isn't. If you plan to be in sales for your life, you can't afford to ever ruin your reputation. You have to stay true to that Mm -hmm. because of that. Because at some point, somebody's going to need to tell this customer sorry, this product doesn't do that. And right. you're not going to get back in the door and you're never going to sell that person another thing. And you don't want to be the punk that, that did that. right? You don't want to be the guy that did that. No. So I think that we should call somebody. Yeah. Want to? Yeah. Can we, can we get somebody on the phone and, and maybe, and, and maybe do we have my friend Amber with us and those uh, podcast listeners that are listening or, or watching here today? Uh, we have Amber Harson that's been, that's been a previous guest of ours. She's a credit union BA. She runs and we'll have her, I, I just heard the, uh, we'll have her deliver her title, but she's making things happen at CU Prodigy, a core processing QSO. But you're also selling things all the time, not only selling the product, but selling the service and implementation and amazing differences. And we talked about Agile back in the day. Back in the day. Are you with me, Amber? I am. Good afternoon. Hello. Where are you today? I am in sunny San Diego getting back. Getting ready to head back to not so funny Salt Lake City. <laughs> well, then you know you could accidentally miss your flight or something. Whoops! <laughs> uh, that sounds like an excellent plan. So, what is? Tell us your formal title, just so everybody that's listening and watching knows. Yes, of course, I am the executive vice president of market engagement for CU Prodigy, which, as you mentioned, is a QSO-owned core data processor. And when you are in the process of sales, what do you think defines success when it comes to selling? I think I really agree with Lisa on this topic that it's about building the relationship first before you go into any process looking to really commoditize or monetize that relationship. Mm -hmm. First, you really need to establish the trust find out what the, the credit union needs um, and provide solutions if you have them and be honest if you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I feel like if you walk into that scenario with the intent of just monetizing the interaction, um, you're going to end up really just like they said, untrusted. You're never going to get back into the door. Somebody will have to deliver the message that you weren't quite upfront with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're really going to rank your personal reputation and the reputation of, of your organization. And I love how you put that monetize and commoditize. That's that's so powerful because I have so often said, rarely do I even feel like I'm selling. I have a bunch of best friends in the industry, and then when they need stuff, they call me. You know? Yeah, exactly. And they just exactly. know what it is that I'm I do, and and we just have that kind of relationship. Yep. And I I felt that way in my years at the credit union. Um, you know, trying to get members to increase their services and products with us. And I feel the same way now that it's on the core side and your you know, product and service is, is maybe bigger and broader than a, a one individual loan. Um, but I think that same tenant really remains true. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, one of the things that Lisa was saying was about the uh, being as kind of transparent. And you brought that up, too, um, and saying, is it OK to say, hey, I can't do that? Yeah, I think I think that you really gain some validity with your clients and your colleagues and others in the industry when you can step up and be like, you know what, I'm sorry, this might not be the right fit because I cannot provide to you 
what it is you're really telling me that you need versus my trying to slam a square peg into the round hole right. um, to keep you happy right now and to get a check yeah. for, for me at the end of the day. Um, I think that that really creates that trust factor that Lisa talked about in, in them knowing like, okay, you're going to tell me no, even if that means that you might lose something. Yeah, absolutely. So can you share a bold action or takeaway for everyone listening? Um, I think for me, from a sales perspective, uh, my model really has been don't commoditize first, build the relationship and the business will follow. Oh, I love that. Don't commoditize first, build the relationship and the sales follow. I'm writing it down. You can't see that piece of it, but I just stole it. That just happened. So thank you so much. Thank you, Amber, for letting us call you. Are you at the airport right now? Is that what we're hearing? Such a jet setter. I am at the airport. I apologize to all the listeners for that. But thank you, ladies, for letting me join and be part of this really valuable discussion. I think it honestly adds to your gangster clout. Let's be real. (laughs) Well, you know, oh, gee. I'm trying to catch up to you, Brandy. (laughs) Thank you, Amber. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, ladies. So it's really interesting that she talked about that, right? I mean, she built on everything that you were just saying. What's your thought? Yeah, you know, and she must be a dynamic salesperson, I have to say about that. Um, For Amber, uh, kudos to you. But she's right. Anyone that is a true salesperson, a salesperson at heart, um, that is what you've built your career on. And everybody knows that. Mm -hmm. That's how you establish longevity in your field. And especially if you've been at a company as long as I have, you are going to sell to the same customers over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And in our organization, we have a lot of different products and services um, that will span the lifetime of our organization and certainly the lifetime of me being there. And I have to be able to, to work with all of my existing clients and the people that they know and the people they will refer me to um, and sell multiple products over many, many years. Mm -hmm. And so building that relationship and that trust is key. It absolutely is saying, you know what, maybe I don't have a product that works for you. Or even sometimes just saying, you know, that's a really good question. I don't have that answer instead of feeling like you have to make something up or you're going to look bad. Right. I don't know anybody that would hold it against you. Um, if you said, you know what, I'm going to need to go back and check into that for you, uh-huh. as opposed to making something up that turns out to be wrong. Right. They will appreciate your effort. You getting back to them is key. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it shows the sincerity and the honesty mm-hmm. of you trying not to, as she said, fit a square peg in a round hole. Yeah, or, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think that one of the things that it leads me to, and, and you and I were chatting about earlier, is is really understanding knowing the product as well as the people and the business that mm-hmm. you're working with. And I know we we see this a lot. It, it definitely is applicable in the things that I sell and what I do every day. And if I, I really have to understand what's happening in their lives yes. and how I, what the solutions that I have are solving some mm-hmm. sort of problem or need for them. It's it's really taking the value proposition to the next level. And it's, it's not just a, here's the fancy features and benefits. Mm-hmm. It's a, this, this is the ultimate way for, if you want to get to that end result, Right. Well, this is how uh, this is how to get there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that that is why it's so important to start with a relationship. If you don't have the relationship, you have no idea what this person's goals or objectives are, what their pain points are, what they're trying to solve for. And if you don't know that, you can have the most amazing products in the world, but you're never going to make that connection for that customer in terms of your product. Mm-hmm. And if they don't connect with your product solving something for them, no matter Mm -hmm. what it is, whether it's a pain point or it's a future initiative or it's something their own customers may need. 
Um, if you can't solve that, if you can't show that to them, mm-hmm. you can have all the great features and benefits in the world, but they're not going to connect the dots. Right. As a salesperson, you have to connect those dots and make it as easy as possible for that person to say yes. And people turn off fast these days because we live in such a customized world mm-hmm. and environment that people just turn off. Absolutely. And I was talking to somebody on my team about the use of language and the importance of language. And we were trying not to use and some of the marketing language we were using, trying not to use the same words over and over. Right. And the particular person I was talking to doesn't work in the industry and so doesn't didn't know the difference between the word auditor and examiner in credit union land. Mm-hmm. And in financial services, the difference between auditor and examiner is a big difference. Yes. And auditor is somebody you hire internally or externally to, to take a look at what's happening in your organization. An examiner is somebody hired by the government <laughs> to come in <laughs> and do that exact same thing. And so they're, they might be synonyms in dictionary.com, but they're not the yeah. same term, right? And so that was a perfect example of a moment where uh, a, 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 a language, a piece that if you don't know the business, that somebody will be turned off immediately. Right. Like this will help you understand your auditing needs or this will help you understand your examiner needs. Those are two different needs. And one is much more powerful than the other. Yes. And and can make you so much more of a powerful salesperson. Oh, absolutely. And again, one of the fundamentals, and again, back to the relationship in 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 sales is knowing your customer. Mm-hmm. Right. That is really a basic of sales in, in general. And knowing your specific customers. So for instance, we work with credit unions small credit unions, big credit unions, all size credit unions. You can't assume that every smaller credit union or every large credit union is identical to the next one. Every single customer of yours has a unique need and has a unique personality. And you have to identify what that is. Mm-hmm. Even though you may know the industry in which you work, you need to know every single customer that you work with mm-hmm. at an individual level. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very important to do that for the reasons you said, mm-hmm. um, and also to identify their specific their specific needs. Yes, and and the and and tying that into the product, right? Absolutely. And I say this to whether it's to financial institutions or whether it's to people in retail. Know the products. I mean, the reason that Gap gives discounts to the employees is so you wear the clothes, right? I mean, there, there's right. no magic. I mean, that's <laughs> that's it. And it, it's not like a huge, crazy scientific. No, no, no. It's exactly. just so you wear the clothes. Mm-hmm. And the same is true at any financial institution, um, it's a matter of let's make sure that the, the, the team uses the products. And so it doesn't matter where you work. If we don't have people using the products, right. then they aren't going to have the same relationship with the products that the people using them do. And that that's difficult. So I think we should call another friend. Oh, absolutely. Shall we do it? Yeah. All right. Do you think maybe my friend Nancy is around? Nancy? And the listeners that are here, you may remember Nancy. She's one of our favorite guests here on the, pod, the podcast on the Strategic Hotbox. Nancy, are you with us? I'm with you. Hello, Miss Nancy. How are you? I am doing wonderful. Thank you. And Nancy Wilson, what is your new title? Um, I am the membership manager at Q's. All right. And tell us about uh, that. Is that, how's that going? Wonderful. It's going absolutely wonderful. I'm so excited that you're back and you're here with us. We're talking about sales and and it plays a role, whether it's in getting a job, whether it's in building relationships and just Mm -hmm. defining success. How would you define success in that way? In sales. You know, defining success in sales is interesting because nobody truly wants to be an end result in your sales pitch. Mm. They want to be a part of that process. So if you're not investing in the people that you're speaking to, we live in a pretty fast paced world. If it's not 
available through a drive-thru, we really question if we want to get out of the car for it, right? <laughs> so people really want to be a part of the process, not just a part of the end game. And I think the success is building those authentic relationships with the people you're selling to. I love that. I was just writing that down on my book here because you're so right. No one wants to feel like they've been sold. No one wants no. to feel like they've been had. And, and I love that when I can have open and honest conversations and when I found out that I've been sold after the fact, it is the worst feeling. Oh, it's awful. It's awful. Nobody wants to feel like part of that process without being involved in it. Mm -hmm. um, because then you just become um, an entity in their game, right? You just become an entity in what they're trying to get you to purchase. And that doesn't feel good for anyone. Mm -hmm. That's so true. That's so true. So how can the, if you have a, an action item or a takeaway, how can the people listening implement or execute based on that? Listen, listen to the people that you are interacting with and really, really match what you're trying to sell with their individual lives because each and every person is different. Their needs are different. Their wants are different. And I think that one of the biggest takeaways that you can take is um, make it short and sweet. People don't invest the time anymore. So if you're going to really make an impact, you need to have a statement that's going to say why and when and how and get it moving because people just don't have the time anymore. Mm-hmm. Gosh, that's so true, both in the listening as well as making it short and sweet. I love it. I love you, Nancy. I love you. I would buy anything that you're selling. I, I really would. Thank you so much well, for letting us give you a call. <laughs> you are so welcome. Have a wonderful day. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. So, I mean, listening. Yeah. yeah. Well, listening, and I love what she said about not making them feel like they were sold. Mm -hmm. So important. I mean, imagine ending a sale and that person that just purchased from you just feels empowered or feels like they just solved a huge problem for their organization, mm -hmm. right? Or for their own customers and how great that would that feels, mm -hmm. right? You've been on the end of that in some way, shape, or form. We've all bought something at some point. Mm -hmm. We've all experienced the highs of, of feeling we've got a great deal and feeling we have a solution to whatever problem it is. And we've all been on the other side where we felt sold to, and we all mm -hmm. know how that feels. Mm -hmm. And that is the person that's not gonna call you the next time, right? right? We try to create relationships and um, partnerships with our customers and our clients. And we want them to call us whether they think we have a solution for their, their products or not, for mm -hmm. their, their problems or not. Mm -hmm. um, because I always want to be top of mind. If I don't have the product, I may know somebody who does, or I'll be honest with them and tell them I don't. But if I'm the person they're going to call when they need something each time, I'm never going to miss an opportunity. Yes. And that's the kind of relationship Absolutely. I try to build. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of relationship I try to instill in our salespeople. Mm -hmm. And that is really a cultural a conversation within organizations because mm -hmm. every sales organization isn't like this. No. Yeah. Um, but it should be right. Because yeah. for the longevity of that customer and the lifetime value of that customer mm -hmm. and the referrals, um, especially in the age of social media and mm -hmm. so easy to, to pan an organization and a company, you have got to be on the ball all the time and you owe it to yourself right. and your company to do it the right way. We all listen to each other anyway. And, and, mm -hmm. but the being the sold pieces is, is just so key. I, I, last year, a couple years ago, maybe I, um, I speak, you know, in various different places. And I had a friend that asked me to speak at, at one of his events and, and then, uh, I was hooking him up 
right? He asked for the special friend pricing. He didn't have this budget. I like, went through this big old process, like back and forth. And I felt really bad for him. And like, oh my God, like, I'll just hook you up with the super price and whatever. And, and I shouldn't even have done it. Like I was barely breaking even or whatever, but I did this thing. And then I just happened to be talking to one of his colleagues down the line, like, I don't know, six months, 12 months later. And it just happened somehow. I ended up stumbling on this conversation where, yeah, and then he's got this, like, this budget, and he didn't even use any of it last year. I just went, oh, oh I'm sorry, come again? Mm. And I just went, wait, what? And I, I literally found out that, that I had been worked in order to get down to this thing by somebody that it was a homie. And I just went, <laughs> you got to be kidding me, bruh. Like, did that just occur? It did not just happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> did not like, just happen. I, seriously. And so I, the next year when it, it came around again, I just went, mm. yeah, so that was cool and all, but I'm going to have to double this year. Yeah. So <laughs> it was good last year, but I, I literally, like I was oh. so, but the feeling inside, because if we can be open and honest and saying like, Hey, I can't do it. This is the max, whatever saying, okay, this is my minimum. What can we do in between? How can right. we change the process? My, my product doesn't fit that mold. So how can we change the product in order to do that. Any of those conversations are so much, and both people feel good about it yes. at the end. That's real negotiation from it my perspective. Is. It absolutely is. And if you can't get to a point where it's good for both parties or it's not good for your customer, then sometimes you just have to walk away and say, I'll reach out to you again when I think I have something else that might serve your needs. But right now you would not be happy if we went down this path. Yeah. And yeah. you have to be the one to say that sometimes because they don't know. That's true. So the final thing that, that I really wanted to chat with you about is, is the schmooze. Yes. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, (laughs) it takes a special person to be able to, to, to schmooze. Mm -hmm. And there have definitely been a networking (laughs) event. There have definitely been moments where I'm like, I, I'm not really on. I know that Zach and I have been walking in between sessions and I'm, I'm having a moment. He's like, why aren't you talking to me? And I'm just like, cause I only get this 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. Like, and then we walk in and I'm like, back, like, hi, I'm back. Like, I'm welcome (laughs) back to being this everything's great and but there's but you have to be on you have to be on and you have to psych yourself up and you're sick in the morning whatever it is you didn't get enough sleep whatever it is when you are in front of that client you put on your game face yeah and you schmooze them up and down and that's okay because Mm -hmm. your job is to make them feel good Mm -hmm. about knowing you and about partnering with you and about your products and services and, and that's what it all comes down to. Mm-hmm. Schmooze away. Yeah. It's not a dirty word. <laughs> I don't know anybody that doesn't like to be schmoozed as long as it's sincere. And it's authentic, yeah. And it's authentic. Absolutely. Yep. Authenticity all day long. Yeah, I love being sold, especially when there's like martinis involved. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Drinks are always good. Drinks are always good. <laughs> well, thank you for being here. Yeah, this oh, my so, so fun to talk about the sales so and conversations and calling our friends. It was oh, really yeah. great. Very fun. Let's head out to the shout out. My name is Kendra Galloway and I'm what I like to call a mompreneur. I am a mother of four as well as a full-time employee and I run my own business with Miriam International. I'm so thankful for what Brandy's doing with um, this podcast. You're watching the Strategic Hackbox with Brandy Stankovic. 
Thank you to Kendra, a saleswoman in her own right in all sides of things happening, full-time job as well as a side gig and the mompreneur making things happen. It's time to kick some ass. Here's your top five. Number one is sincerity. We heard it all over the place. We heard it from Amber, we heard from Nancy, we heard from Lisa and saying, got to be authentic. You have to be sincere. Got to be open and honest about our approach and the way that we're doing it, making people feel good. And what Nancy said, no one wants to be the end result. They want to be part of the process, not just part of the end game. And I love that. Thank you for sharing that, Nancy. And it's so important to be sincere. Number two is to know your product. Lisa told it to us best that you have to know the ins and outs. You really have to understand that product, what it does, how it is, and to build on that with number three is know your customer. And so whether that's a member, whether that's a client, whether that's just building and understanding that relationship, it's all about the relationship. And Amber told us a little bit about that. And it's don't commoditize right away, right? Build the relationship and the sales naturally will follow from there. And number four, schmooze. I said it right at the end. We believe in it. You know, it's it's all about understanding ourselves and how we can get out there and and make people feel good, make people feel good about the, the process and the purchase and and what it is that you're being a part of and how you're putting yourself out there and the products and services that you're delivering and really assessing and delivering based on their needs. And finally, it's selling yourself. Every person in the organization should be part of the sales. Don't be afraid. Do not be afraid of sales. Understand it from head to toe. Everyone a part of that process, inside sales, external sales, whether it's internal, just getting another department to make something happen for me, that's sales. All of that, it's sales and a negotiation that's happening all the time. So don't be afraid to sell yourself. That's your top five. Kick ass. Thank you again to Lisa Rizik for being here with me, my partner in crime at uh, CU Solutions Group, and for being here and talking sales and making some sales happen and driving growth in the organization. Thank you to Amber and to Nancy, as well as to Kendra for shout outs and calls. And we just had a blast here today so on the fun. Hot Box. It was. It was so much fun. And so if you want us to tackle anything on the Strategic Hot Box, please reach out, podcast at strategichotbox.com, or hit us up, hit us up on the Twitter or Facebook. <laughs> or Instagram at Strategic Hotbox at Brandy Love. And I'd love to hear from you. Until I see you again, get out there and kick some ass.